Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Animal Central Podcast. This is episode number 100, and I am your host, Frederick Fishman, and author of the 12-book Animal Central book series available on Amazon in print and Kindle. Our website and direct link to our YouTube channel, which is brand new, and it's growing weekly with great animal videos, is at www.animals-central.com. That's animals-central.com. Okay, we've got a lot of content for you today on this special edition for episode number 100 of the Animal Central podcast, so let's get started. How about a short Animal Central news segment on this, our 100th episode? And this article is from the National Geographic, and it's, it's very relevant, by the way. And it starts off by saying that many shelters helping dogs, cats, rabbits, and other pets in need have been hurting by staffing shortages, resulting in reduced operations, fewer animal intakes, and fewer major adoption events, says Holly Sizemore. Chief Mission Officer for Best Friends Animal Society, which advocates for shelter animals. And crucially, the pandemic has broken key links in the transport chain that takes animals from the streets to their new homes. According to an August survey by Best Friends Animal Society, 87% of the 187 U.S. shelters polled are understaffed reflecting a broader nationwide problem. In addition, there's a serious shortage of veterinarians in the U.S., says Hamrick, noting that some rural shelters don't even have a vet in their entire county. She says that during the pandemic, spay and neuter services in many regions were ruled non-essential, creating a backlog of animals. One reason shelters are full is that spay neuter Backlog means they can't get animals ready as efficiently as they used to. Slowed adoptions, longer stays, staffing shortages have consequences. The animal sheltering community typically relies on a network to thrive. Larger and under-resourced rural shelters with low adoption rates, for example, rely on animals to better off help those areas where adoption rates are high. Meanwhile, it's common for a specific dog breeds such as pit bulls or huskies, or species such as rabbits, to take in animals from the county or city shelters where they may otherwise be euthanized and placed in foster homes. Others say they're concerned about the expiration of the National Moratorium on Renter Evictions. The Humane Society of the United States estimates that up to 10 million pets, 10 million pets could be displaced as people lose their homes. Well, so that is the effect that the pandemic is having on animal shelters and animal rescue. In our next regularly scheduled segment, we put up three animal sounds, and I usually have these sounds 
with descriptions given to you later on in the episode. But from now on, I'm going to let you listen to the sounds and follow up immediately with a short description matching those sounds. Okay, here is our first animal sound. Well, if you live in the United States, especially the western United States, you know that sound very well. That's a coyote. Coyotes are a canine native of North America. They're smaller than a wolf. You could almost mistake it for a skinny dog. In mentality and behavior, though, it is not. It is a scavenger, a hunter, a taker of family pets, and even small children. Day or night, we once had a coyote when we lived in Southern California take one of our small Yorkshire Terriers in the middle of the night. And as I watched helpless as it was carried away. They weigh about 18 to 44 pounds and their color is brown, gray, and red. They're about three to four feet long and they are widespread throughout North America, Mexico, and Central America. They are carnivorous. They are meat eaters. They like basically to go after deer, rabbits, hares, rodents, birds, reptiles, fish, amphibians, and family pets and dogs and cats and small children if they can get a hold of them. They are prominent in North American folklore and storytelling. Their image among humans, though, is negative. Their image, for me, is negative. As a matter of fact, they're not more than two or 300 feet away. We can hear them howling at night in a field adjacent to where we live. And sometimes we do hear those howls in the middle of the night. Okay, let's go to our next animal sound. See if you can guess what this is. Well, you don't want to hear that close to you because that's the sound of a mountain lion or cougar, also native to where we live, not too far away. Their home is from the Canadian Yukon to the southern Andes of South America. This large carnivorous cat calls the mountains and hills his home, in the wilderness or near cities. It is the second largest cat in the Western Hemisphere after the jaguar. They are about seven feet long and weigh up to 220 pounds. They have large paws and powerful hind legs. It's an ambush predator sneaking up on their prey and then taking them down. They particularly prefer deer but won't turn down juicy insects or rodents. They prefer nocturnal hunting or nighttime forays for food. It avoids human and attacks on humans is rare, but not unheard of. Just last week in our area, a mountain lion attacked and grabbed a small child. and The mother had to beat it off with a rake, and finally the child was taken to a hospital, and he'll survive with some minor injuries. Okay, here is our third animal sound. See if you can guess what this is. 
Well, that's a bird of some type, of course, and that is another animal that's native to this area, and that's a red-tailed hawk. The red-tailed hawk, their range is from Canada and Alaska down to Panama. They live comfortably in the wilderness or in urban areas. They can weigh up to four pounds. They're about 46 inches in length, and they have a wingspan of up to five feet. Their diet is mostly meat, small mammals and rodents, and a preferable ground squirrel, birds, and even reptiles. They are numerous and can be trained by humans. Their active flight is slow and deliberate, soaring above our heads. They are easily spotted by humans as they hunt for food. They usually fly in this position at about 20 to 40 miles per hour, but when they dive for an attack to grab some unfortunate creature, they can dive up to 120 miles per hour. So those are our three animal sounds for today with descriptions and we'll have more again next week. Since this is our 100th episode and somewhat of a monumental occasion, I usually start off with a longer animal description with sounds and then some detailed information. But I thought I would do something different. And what I've done is I have put in over the last several years, over the first 99 episodes, over 300 animal sound clips. And some we began with, with the very first Animal Central podcast. So I want to revisit some of those clips with some of the best of those animal sounds. I was going to do just 10 but as I was going through the list, there were so many good ones, I came up with 33 of the most interesting or identifiable sounds. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the sounds and then just tell you the name of the animal. Okay, are we ready? Then let's start. That is an African buffalo. Here's another one. Okay, that is an alligator. Here's our next one. Guess that one? That is a baboon. Here's another one. And that is a bear. Gotta listen carefully for this one.
That sounds almost mechanical, doesn't it? That's the sound of the largest living animal on the planet. It's a blue whale. That's a camel. That's a canary. far away from the mic, but that is a deer. That's a dolphin. It's a bald eagle. This one you should get, it's pretty easy. an elephant. Frogs. A whole bunch of them. This one's a little surprising. And that is a giraffe. Okay, how about the next one? You don't want to hear that one if you're camping. That's a grizzly bear. It'll rip you apart. Some of them stand as tall as eight feet when they're on their hind legs. All right, let's go down in size with this one. A lot of pets around the world with this guy. Guinea pig. All right, here's another one. Yeah, that's a jaguar. Well, if you live in Australia, you know that's a kangaroo. If you live in Africa, you know about this guy. A lion. If you grew up in the Midwest like I did, You'll really know this sound. And that is the sound of a meadowlark. And this has got to be, around the world, the most annoying sound of any animal, insect, amphibian, anything that crawls, flies, or slinks along the ground. Yep, that's a mosquito. Okay, here's the next one. Said to have the most beautiful of all bird sounds and songs, that's a nightingale. 
That's kind of annoying, but that's a peacock. I didn't know what that one was until I had to look it up because it's called a pipistrelle. A pipistrelle is a bat, and they're really all over Europe and Asia. A poison dart frog in South America. You don't want to touch one of those. Deadly. Here's a sound that we're familiar with around here. Rattlesnake. Gurgling sound is a red howler monkey. And that tiny voice is a huge animal, a rhinoceros. I've got a lot of listeners in India, so maybe you can pick this one up. Yeah, it's a tiger. It's a bird native to North America that a lot of people will be enjoying in the next couple of months during Thanksgiving. That's a turkey. Last two, folks. This one you should get easily. And that is a wolf. And the last one is a bird that you normally hear slamming away and pecking at a tree. But this is his song. And that is a woodpecker. And those are our 33 animal sounds that I have picked out from over 300 that we have played here on Animal Central in the last couple of years. So that was your animal chorus. Usually about this time in an episode, I'll read an animal poem. And what I thought... I do something from a very well-known poet, an English poet by the name of William Blake, who lived in the mid and the late 1700s. And he wrote this very short poem. It's called The Fly. Little fly, thy summer's play, my thoughtless hand has brushed away. Am I not a fly like thee, or art not thou? A man like me, for I dance and drink and sing till some blind hand shall brush my wing. If thought is life and strength and breath, and the want of thought is death, then am I a happy fly. And that is a wrap for today's Animal Central Podcast, a special episode number 100. I want to thank you very much for joining me and us here at Animal Central. 
Please do tune in again for more fascinating animal news stories, descriptions, sounds, poems, jokes, and maybe a surprise or two. Our website and direct link to our YouTube channel, our Animal Central new YouTube channel, and growing weekly with great animal videos is animals-central.com. That's animals-central.com. So thank you very much for joining me. Take care. Bye-bye.